Misfits Audio is somewhat proud to present The Administration, a series written and created by Mike Murphy and starring Joe Stofko as President Richard Duncan and Peter Catt as his Chief of Staff, Murgatroyd. Episode 9 is entitled, First Lady Sings the Blues. Come in, Murgatroyd. Good morning, Murgatroyd. You're not Murgatroyd. Perceptive, as always, sir. Murgatroyd always gives me my daily briefing. What are you doing here, Mr. Narrator? Understudying. I I'm sorry? I am Mr. Murgatroyd's understudy. You are? I had no idea. Truer words were never spoken. Uh, I understudy for him, Andy Richter, and Honey Boo Boo. Does everyone in this series have an understudy? We do. So, uh, I have an understudy. Correct. Oh, I wonder who my understudy is. <laughs> Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Helen Hunt? None of the above, sir. Your understudy is named Sparkles. Hmm, I don't believe I've ever met him. Chances are against it. He's a Clydesdale foal living in Maryland. My understudy is a horse? A foal, sir. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Sparkles is a very strong, very masculine equine. Well, that's okay, then. Where is Murgatroyd this morning? The First Lady requested his presence. Ah, my Dorothy. So loving, so caring. You don't know the half of it. Is she asked to see him? She said it was the matter of the utmost importance. Ah, that little devil. You know? Of course. My birthday is coming up next month. She's probably seeking Murgatroyd's advice on my gift. Well, that jig is now up. Perhaps she's buying me some clothing. Dorothy has always considered Murgatroyd to be a very good dresser. It would make sense to seek his advice. I wonder what he's wearing to this meeting with her. If he knows what's good for him, armor. Get a grip, Murgatroyd. She's just a woman. <clears throat> An oversexed woman, two decades my senior, and with all the subtlety of a throbbing wisdom tooth. But a woman. So... She finds me irresistibly attractive. Is that so hard to believe? My wife did. Why am I afraid of Dorothy Duncan? Why am I concerned about what she might try? Why am I talking to myself when we're only on page four? Come in, Murgie. <sighs> Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. <clears throat> uh, you wanted to see me, Mrs. Duncan? I most certainly... You look different. Uh, different? Yes, from the last time I saw you. <gasps> Have you lost weight? Had your hair cut? No, uh, I'm still me. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I like Mrs. it. Mrs. Duncan, please, you're wrinkling my suit coat. Then why don't you take it off? Be comfortable. Uh, I'd rather be clad. <sighs> Why do you make this so hard for me, my Mrs. Pet? Duncan, I am not your... What's this Mrs. Duncan stuff? My friends call me 
Dorothy. So you've mentioned. Can't you see that I've been throwing myself at you for years? All too clearly. Can't you feel that flame that burns between us? That's my high blood pressure. You don't find me attractive? This is hardly... I've always tried to keep myself presentable. You've done well. Murky. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Kiss me. I'm a married man. And I'm a married woman. It's more fun that way. Your husband is the president, my boss. He doesn't have to know. We can keep this our little secret. Nothing is secret in Washington. Murgy, I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. Don't you think a May-December romance could work out? Mrs. Duncan. Ah, ah, ah. Dorothy. Lovely. Like music to my ears. I have several appointments to keep this morning. Can you please get to the point of why you wanted to see me? Oh, must it always be work with you? I'm afraid so. Why did you ask to see me? I wanted you to be the first to know. What? I'm going to ask Richard for a divorce. What? You already said that. I, I don't understand. Touring all those trash dumps for my anti-littering campaign has shown me that there's a big, wide, wonderful world out there that I've been missing by being married to Richard. I want to live with you. Please, not so close. Don't worry. I showered as soon as I returned from the Newark landfill. Here, smell my skin. I'd rather not. But I smell like lilacs. Don't you like lilacs? Everyone likes lilacs. Can we please get back to the divorce? If you insist... You can't ask the president for a divorce. Why not? This is America. Haven't there been divorce presidents before? Well, yes. Ronald Reagan was divorced. If it was good enough for the Gipper? But he was divorced before he became president. We've never had a president get divorced while in office. There's a first time for everything. Oh, Murky. Ravage me. Smother me with your kisses. Things I do for my country. You you can't ask the president for a divorce. Why not? It will ruin your political career. I'm the first lady. I don't have a political career. It will ruin your husband's career. It will ruin my career. Your career? How can I convince you to change your mind? I think you know how. Murgy. Scene change, please. Thanks for coming. How did the president's briefing go? Uneventfully. That's surprising. How did your meeting go with Mrs. Duncan? (sighs) Not well. She wants to divorce the president. Oh, my. You're not just whistling Dixie, brother. Come again? In English? It doesn't matter. Is there anything that could convince her not to go through with the divorce? Only one thing. A silver bullet? I wish. (sighs) She said she wouldn't go through with it if I... If I... If you what? The big what. (gasps) The horizontal mambo? Yes. Can't. Tell me something I don't know. I'm a married man. Not to mention that the very idea is icky. There must be another way out of this. 
She's been after you for some time. You must have thought Mr. Duncan was quite the political commodity to put up with his wife's advances all these years. Well, not really. Then why? It's kind of embarrassing. More embarrassing than the thought of wrinkling the sheets with the First Lady? Please, don't say that. Tell me. (sighs) Have you ever heard of the Three Stooges? Of course. I was always a big fan of Shemp. Shemp? No one likes Shemp. I do. Give me Curly any day. Uh, to continue. There's an episode where two professors make a bet that the Stooges can be turned into gentlemen by the use of science. (laughs) It doesn't turn out well. What a pie fight. And you made a similar bet about the president. With an old schoolmate of mine. I bet him that I could pick any politician and, through my skill, take him to the highest office in the land. Once the president completes his first term, I get my money. How much? That's not important. Of course it is. How much will you win? (sighs) A dollar. One dollar? It was a gentleman's agreement. We were really broke back then. I suppose you have a frame already picked out for the bill. Well, yes. But I have more important problems right now. I can't sleep with the First Lady. Obviously. My wife would kill me, and Mrs. Duncan would lord that secret over my head for whatever she might want in the future. Maybe a sequel. God forbid. But if I don't do it, she'll get the divorce and the president will be ruined, both politically and personally. You know how he adores her. He is oblivious to her cougarness. I need your help. Me? We're both men of the world. Uh, How would you handle this? You cannot sleep with her. Agreed. She might kill you after mating. That's not funny. I have it. Leave it to me. What do you have in mind? I can't tell you. You need to trust me. Do you? Not really, but to get out of this, I'll try anything. Mission, you should pardon the expression, accomplished. You're kidding. Not at all. Mrs. Duncan no longer wishes to sleep with you or divorce the president. How did you convince her? I reminded her of all the power and luxury she'd be giving up in a divorce and how she would most likely be painted by the Beltway Press as the bad guy. That worked? I spoke in very measured tones and she believed me. How did you convince her about... uh, about me? After she accepted the idea of everything she'd lose in a divorce, that fatal attraction fell by the wayside. Ah, thank goodness. Also, I told her you're gay. What? Gay. G-A-Y. As in, don't like girls. Do you? It seemed the only logical way to get her off your back, or any other part of your anatomy. But I'm married. She knows that. A clever ruse. I informed Mrs. Duncan that your so-called wife is actually your cousin, and, being from the South, she believed me. Uh, Do you and your lady love plan on having any children soon? Maybe. Why? If so... Please give me some advance notice so I can write their official backstory. I... I can't believe you did this. You didn't even ask me. I neither asked nor told. Would you have given me your permission? Of course not. Which I knew. I thought it time for bold action as this plot thread was getting rather tiring. You got your inspiration for President Duncan's candidacy from the Three Stooges. The inspiration for my tall tale came from Three's company, or, more precisely, its far superior British predecessor, Man About the House. (sighs) 
Well, there's no point in arguing. It's done now. I am a little concerned about the First Lady blabbing your fable around Washington. No need to worry, Mr. Murgatroyd. Would Dorothy Duncan tell people of how for years she's flirted with a man who had no interest in returning her advances? I hope it worked. It should. I also gave the cougar in her a more attractive target. What do you mean? Oh, Mr. Narrator. You're the new target? No one else was available without bringing in another guest star. You're so big and strong. God bless your perception. Please. Please say those three words that make every American woman swoon. Bond. James Bond. Oh. Forgive me, but I must go have a little lie down. Don't worry, Mergie. Your secret is safe with me. Tick a lock. I don't know what to say. You took my burden upon yourself. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Thank you. I'm a prince. She's a real cougar. Are you sure you can handle her? I believe so. Also, not being a part of the Duncan administration, my job is not on the line. I am here through the imagination of the writer. Good point. I hope he never decides to place me in a compromising position with Mrs. Duncan. I doubt he would, but you may want to shoot him an email just in case. Good point. I will do my absolute best to resist the First Lady's advances. However, if my resolve flags, I trust you will inform Mrs. Duncan of the murder charges I am currently facing in five states. You are? Work with me, Mr. Murgatroyd. Work with me. Misfits Audio has presented Episode 9 of The Administration, First Lady Sings the Blues. The series is written, created, and produced by Mike Murphy. It stars Joe Stofko as Richard Duncan and Peter Catt as Murgatroyd. Teresa Amico plays the amorous First Lady, Dorothy Duncan. The assistant producer was Captain John Tadrazak. Post-production was accomplished by Daniel Kremper. Original music was composed and performed by Sam Wu. Please visit his website at the61.com forward slash sam1010. The art directors are Stephen Sash Scott and Alexa Chipman. The script editor is Arlene Osborne. The webmaster is April Sadowski. All characters portrayed in this series are, thankfully, fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental and perhaps a cause for concern. This has been a production of Misfits Audio, copyright 2013. All rights reserved. This is your narrator, Terry Cooper, speaking. Well, it certainly was a trying day. I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks, but it's nothing I can't handle. After all, I'm a professional. You certainly are. How was your day? Unusual. You uh, want to tell me about it? Some other time, perhaps. You don't have to tell me. I know what you are up to. You do? Yes, and I approve. Really? I've been thinking of asking Murgatroyd for some pointers myself. You have? Who better to learn from? You, you want to learn about I it? I certainly do. I think it might help me with some votes in the next election. It's never too late for this old dog to learn some new tricks. <laughs> Unfortunately, with my schedule, I won't have much time for lessons. Maybe Murgatroyd could give me a crash course. Some hands-on experience. If... That's what you want. Yes, ma'am. With Murgatroyd's help, you and I will soon be the most fashionable first couple Washington has ever seen. Oh, you're talking about his fashion sense. What did you think I was talking about? Nothing, nothing. 
Ah, my dear, I'm touched that you would seek Murgatroyd's advice in buying me some clothing for my birthday. <gasps> you figured it out, huh? I did. Please remember, though, that I get a wardrobe allowance with this job. Maybe clothing wouldn't be the best birthday present. You might be right. How about I get a present for your teddy bear? A full-dress suit for Mr. Wackles? Oh, he'd like that. You wouldn't feel slighted? It is your birthday, after all. His isn't until... Mm, November? August. You wouldn't be upset? Not at all. A suit will make Mr. W. happy, so it will make me happy. Then that's what I'll do. Oh, not so loud. He'll hear you, and the surprise will be ruined. Mum's the word. Good night, Mr. President. Good night, Mrs. President. Hmm. Double-breasted. I'm sorry? Uh, Mr. Woggles would like a double-breasted suit best. Uh, it'll hide his little teddy tummy. I'll make a note of it. I'll uh, leave the lights on until you come back. A mental note. Turn the lights off, sweetie. But, but your note... I'll remember. You're not going to get out of bed to write it down? No, I'm not. Maybe I should. I, I have some very nice embossed paper in the Oval Office, and I could, uh, Good I could night, just go and... Good night, honey. Uh, you're sure about this? About the suit or the remembering? Uh, the second one. Yes. Now, please turn off the light. I need to get some sleep before I revisit that landfill in Newark tomorrow. Uh, of course. Double-breasted. Honey.